0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows
1: at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Matt, the vocals of Cryptopsy. You're listening to my podcast, Vox & Hops, where I hang out with fellow metal musicians. We talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. Today's the day that I'm doing the big announcement. I've been saying that I have a mystery guest who I will be interviewing, the very first live Vox & Hops interview. Here it is on October 26th at Turbo House, the very first live Vox and Hop's interview will be with the original Cryptopsy singer, the one, the only, Lord Worm. So excited to have Lord Worm come and be a part of the Vox and Hop's one-year anniversary party. When I started this podcast a year ago, he was one of the original people that I wanted to interview. He is the most interesting, coolest dude in the world, and I have so many questions that I can't wait to ask him. So in the description of this podcast, you can get a ticket and with that ticket, you get your entrance into the party. But not only that, I have also ordered the very first Vox & Hops branded glassware. It is a 9-ounce tasting glass, the exact style of glass that I like to use when I'm at home drinking craft beer. It has the black Vox and Hops logo on it. I shall be getting them within the next few days. I'm going to be taking some pictures of them and posting them online so you guys know what to expect. I also went and brewed the very first collaborative Vox and Hops beer alongside the great people of Microbrasserie Le Fermateur. We brewed a New England IPA that we called the Highway to Hops. So with the ticket, you get into the party, you get the 9-ounce Vox & Hops branded glassware and one tasting of Highway to Hops. So excited for all of you to be there, the Vox & Hops alumni, the Vox & Hops heads, me and Lord Worm, October 26th at Turbo House on St. Denis Street. Today on the podcast, I'm with David Haley, the drummer of Psychroptic. Here it is, Vox & Hops, episode number 77. Oh,
0: I warn you what you are about to hear is very
1: disturbing indeed. And hey, what's up everybody? Today I'm with Dave Haley from Psychroptic, and we're in Montreal and you're about to play at Corona. Yes, How do you feel? Yes. How are you doing? This is the beginning of the tour. How has it been? It's good it's, good. it's been one day.
0: <laughs> it's it's been one day. I still feel kind of fresh, still on the first change of clothes. So, yeah, it's um I'm excited for this one. Last night was a killer show. So, yeah. It's going to be a very cool tour.
1: A lot of people don't know this, but uh, us touring musicians, we don't change our clothes very often. Not very often. You're saying, this is me being curious. I always pack too much. You are a seasoned veteran tourer. How much stuff do you pack? How many pairs of underwear do you bring? How many shirts? Just curious.
0: I've got it down to one backpack for a full North American tour.
1: No way. I'm uh, impressed.
0: <laughs> well, we have to because we're bringing everything from Australia. So mm-hmm. every kilogram counts. So we ditch all our clothes and swap it out for gear. And you've got Walmart over
1: here. so You just up up, some stuff stock and up just on the road. Ah, see, yeah. that's smart. See, all, all your kids out there take notes. And we do laundry every, every chance we get. Uh, give everyone a rundown, who you are, who's Dave Haley, what does he do?
0: Dave Haley plays drums for Cycloptic, mainly, uh, and I, I guess outside of touring and playing drums with Psychoptic, I run a, a tour agency back in Australia, book tours, bring bands out, and I just try to avoid getting a real job, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the long and the short of it. <laughs> What would have been like the soundtrack to your youth? Because your brother's in Cycloptic as well. Yeah. You're both very musical. I assume that you come from a musical family. No, not at all. So what would have been the soundtrack to your youth? (laughs) What what music were your parents listening to that your early exposure to music in life?
0: Uh, We grew up in a very small country town, probably about a thousand people in the whole municipality. Uh, So there wasn't any outside influences in terms of music. And I just stumbled across metal, um, I guess by chance just looking at the album covers basically, you know There was a record store, let's say, in a no, no, small the, town there was a record store about an hour and a half away and um, yeah, it was just mainly the artwork and one of the first albums was Ride the Lightning so I lucked out I was like, wow, this is insane I'm not sure if I should be listening to it but i love it and just went down the rabbit hole from there so that was that was uh, I guess nine or ten, getting that album and that I guess just opened it up to heavy music in in general.
1: How did it work out? Like you chose drums, your brother chose guitar. What was something that made that happen? Did you feel like you had to be different? You couldn't have the same thing. No, no, no. Well, originally I did want to play guitar, but just couldn't, uh,
0: and I basically became the drummer by default because. Coming from a small country town, the class sizes are very small, so you play. Everyone in the class plays an instrument. So our teacher needed a class drummer. Um, so, so music was a part of your, your yeah, curriculum yeah. at school. So in grade seven, like it was compulsory. That's amazing. Uh, I think there was fifteen people in my whole grade seven class. Really? Yeah. So super tiny, um, and the teacher played a straight eight. For people out there who are not drummers, that's just a basic ACDC rock beat. Uh, she showed a few of us, and I was the one that could hold it the longest. And it's like, okay, you're the class drummer. as simple as that. So and for it the first, evolved from there. Yeah, for the first couple of years, it was just something I did once or twice a week in music class. Um, I didn't really have any aspirations. I guess it around... 14 I started to get drum lessons and I was like yeah this could be this could be cool and then probably 16 started to get pretty serious about it.
1: And your brother was always involved as well at what point did you and him say we're gonna make a band together was that a necessity because you lived in such a small town? Um, We'd actually moved to Hobart which is the capital of Tasmania
0: Um, so it's a I'm not going to say a, a massive city it's about 200,000 people so it's much bigger than 1000 yeah much bigger uh and that's that's where we started to jam um I was playing drums similar thing Joe had to pick a, an instrument in in class so guitar was his instrument uh and while we were still living in the country we travel once once a week to go and get music lessons. So that would. That's amazing. That,
1: it's amazing that your parents. Yeah, were also, saw were, that you guys had the bug. And, and, they were fed it. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: super supportive. Uh, so that would have I guess thinking about that would have been about fourteen fourteen years old. So still living in the country, dr- driving an hour an hour and a half each week to. I'd get drum lessons. Or he'd get guitar lessons, and I, I guess a year or two down the line, it was like. well we should start jamming, so, and I do remember going and buying a Metallica guitar tab book and kind of forcing him to learn
1: the the riffs. That was <laughs> so. that, that wasn't his jam. What was his? He wasn't into. Uh, he
0: was more into like Soundgarden and, and Pearl Jam and okay. that sort of thing. Um, so we yeah we we jam on Metallica stuff and uh, a lot of yeah Red Hot Chili Peppers stuff, Pearl Jam, like, whatever we could. Play really, you know, if we could figure out a riff or a, a beat. It's like cool. Let's jam that song um, So yeah, I would have been yeah, 14 15 so he would have been 12 13 at that
1: time and at what point did you guys think uh, we're gonna do this for real? We're gonna tour the world. Was that ever a, a vision you had in your not, mind not or was really, it just no. for fun?
0: Uh, initially, it was just for fun. We the first I guess a real metal band we started was a band called disseminate disseminate <laughs> <laughs> um, and looking back it was like it was pretty blackened inspired death metal. We had no idea what we were doing. We were just trying to play as fast and as heavy as possible. Uh so we did that for probably 18 months. Um and then as we got more proficient on our instruments, we were like we want to put some more riffs in, you know, make things a little bit more more interesting. Uh and the the other The others in the band at the time, I guess, weren't into the music we were writing that eventually turned into psychoptic. So that would have been 99. So I was 19 and Joe was 16 then when we yeah, we were officially psychoptic then and started playing shows. And moving forward. Yeah. 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 All we wanted to do was play a gig. (laughs) It it wasn't like two of the world. That's like,
1: that'll never happen. It was just like... We just want to play a gig in a venue, you know, because then we're, we've made it. Do, do you feel that being from such a small city, such a small island, Tasmania, on the other side of the world, where metal doesn't typically come from, is something that was a hindrance to you? I don't think so. I think it
0: was more... Uh, it's just the way it is, you know? Um, this was... <laughs> this can, it sounds crazy to say, but this is all pre-internet, so... Of course, yeah. Uh, the only music... We would get is like listening to the the weekly metal show on uh it, triple j that 's like the uh, national free to air radio they 'd once a week have a two hour metal show and we'd sit there and tape the whole thing and listen to it and if if there was a cool song from a, a band we'd like go and order the the album you know it wasn't in the record stores we 'd have to actually go and order it and wait for it to come in
1: so it was it was very exciting because then you finally receive it. You know, you never yeah, knew what you were yeah, going to get. Either. Exactly, so yeah. Uh, you might listen to a whole show and not like anything. Yeah,
0: that's it. It's a that's disappointing it. week. Uh, and then the week where it's like, wow, there's three things we can order, and then you order it and it turns up and you, you open up the booklet and you know it's it's like Christmas. an
1: experience that that children kid children that kids. <laughs> the younger generation <laughs> <laughs> don't have anymore yeah
0: yeah it, everything's at their fingertips yeah I, the, the attention span has definitely shrunk and i think it's sad you know um, because they're missing out on that excitement that the build up of like wow you know you'd look forward to receiving the album you might wait a month or 6 weeks for it to come in it's like well this is got to come from europe yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so you check the
1: mailbox every day. Um, it, it was,
0: it was cool. You know, it was
1: exciting. Vox and hops is all about craft beer and hanging out with fellow metal musicians. Are you a craft beer enthusiast? I wouldn't say enthusiast. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Uh,
0: I guess my my preferred beer are kind of shit beers. I, really? Yeah, I like cheap shitty beers. What, uh, what about them? Do you do you appreciate? They're just easier to drink. Uh, I know what I'm getting. It's kind of like you you McDonald's of beer it's not the best <laughs> you know what you know what you're in for and it's the same everywhere um that's not to say a good craft beer um a good beer is a good beer um but I I wouldn't go on the craft beer pilgrimage
1: if that makes sense. That's that's my life at this point. <laughs> so on, that note, we're, we're <laughs> on that note, we're over now. On that note, I have brought you uh, the Momo IPA. I've had it on the podcast before. I just love it. The artwork always draws me in. It's from Mabara City up here in Montreal. Let's see what the sucker's got. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. It's got a nice, uh, nice odor to it, smells uh, tropical. It's a, an opaque, uh, dark, uh, dark, dark yellow, sort of, and like an almost an orange. Hmm. It's creamy. It's uh, delicious. A little bit more bitter than I would imagine it to be, but it's it's uh, still very delectable. I quite like yeah, it. Yeah. I quite like it. Is there a craft beer scene in Tasmania?
0: Uh, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I, I have actually lived in Melbourne for probably the past ten years, and there's definitely a massive craft beer scene in Melbourne. That's awesome! That's awesome!
1: Next time I come down, I want to go. Sure, we'll taste take you out. Yes, yes. I'll, I'll drink the shit beer. And <laughs> <laughs> Who would be some of the heavy hitters in the Melbourne craft beer scene? Not so much Melbourne,
0: but there's is brewery that has gone from strength to strength over the last few years is uh, Young Henry's out of Sydney. So th- that's, I guess, a boutique brewery that, that's done it right. They've gone from very, very small and humble beginnings to fully nationally distributed very big supporter of um live music in australia as well really yeah awesome. yeah yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah um and their branding is excellent um artwork's killer and a cool beer as well uh so that would be yeah not melbourne they're they're from sydney um from newtown actually um, which is quite a it's a central sydney suburb very arts based um they would be the i guess they've almost transcended the the craft beer into like a it's well it's a f- almost a fully fledged massive company I, I don't know i don't know what what you'd you'd call them but they're um
1: definitely um they're leading the space yeah, in the craft yeah, yeah. beer world definitely
0: definitely they're flying the flag
1: have you guys ever considered to make a psychroptic craft beer like a collaboration with a brewery we definitely wouldn't turn it down.
0: Um, yeah, it hasn't come up yet. So if if someone wants to approach us, then fuck yeah, we'd do that. What style beer would that be? And Ooh. what would it be called? <laughs> <laughs> you put me on the spot. The I shitty heard. blonde ale. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Malt liquor. <laughs> I'll come back to that one. I'll come back. <laughs> I'm not sure. It'd probably be... Um, we probably just do a lager or something like that mm-hmm. something you can drink all day
1: basic, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> simple and basic. Un- unlike your music <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's <laughs> keep it simple throughout uh, the years you've evolved drumming you always got better what is something that you still personally struggle with that you're annoyed with that you get through the part and you're like it went well today <laughs> everything every time i pick <laughs> up the sticks <laughs> it's a
0: constant battle you know uh i still love and hate the instrument um it's amazing and it's frustrating at the same time it's it's endless you know there's you can go your whole life and get to the end and be like well I didn't even scratch the surface with it which is mm. it's cool and it's That's very daunting. wise is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, it's kind of cool knowing that you, yeah you can spend you could spend every hour of every day and still not You feel you still haven't mastered it? Yeah, no. no, So you're never satisfied? No, no. I I still really like learning. Uh, I guess over the years, um, my time for practice has diminished, but I still like going to get lessons and getting stumped and uh, trying to figure out stuff that I can't do. It's, It's still fun. It's still fun. Which is important, which yeah. is why you're still here. <laughs> yeah. It's why I'm on the other side of the world. <laughs> um, I'd still five days a week. I still go to the rehearsal room and do you? Yeah, that's yeah. impressive. Not a lot. Of, not a lot of people do that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's part of the routine. Um, even if I've got nothing to work on, it's just can you, know, you just turn up to work and see what happens. That's good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Commendable. It's it's something, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Who is uh, the top? Like a newer scale. Not let, let's forget the old classic answers. <laughs> Who is the new young drummer that's coming up that you've seen been watching and are in awe of the top the next big metal drummer
0: mm, it would be hard to like pinpoint one person um, last week uh, I had the fortune to play a few shows um, another band I play in a Bremlin an old school death metal band uh, we played with Dark Funeral mm-hmm. and uh, watching Yane from Dark Funeral every night, so i okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, I guess that he's been the, the most recent one that's blown my mind, but um, there's so many killer players out there. It's like, every week, there's someone new on YouTube that's doing something ridiculous. It's like, okay, so I have to learn this thing
1: now, too. It's so much harder for our generation to learn how to do things. Because you either had to go and meet a person and go see it, whereas there's these hundreds of YouTube tutorials yeah. where you can just get see what's happening. Because it makes a big difference going from just listening to something and then trying to replicate it versus going and watching someone play it and then do it.
0: Totally, totally. And I'm still stuck in the, the old ways, you know. I still like to go and visit a teacher and have it shown to me and... Um that resonates with me a lot more than watching a YouTube video. Um, the YouTube video is easier and it's right there and it's... Multiple camera least, angles yeah. gets you right in there. It's endless info, but I still kind of like the person behind me saying, no, nah, you're doing it wrong, but do this, do that, do that. Um, that's probably it's my own limitations. Um, that's something I'd have to get over, you know. It's... Keep up with the
1: newer ways of learning and doing things. Let's switch gears into your booking agency. Uh, yeah, which is called. Remind me. Um, I wrote it a hundred times when I did. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> ad <AdMath> stuff for group <laughs> but I remember. Uh, so my company's direct touring.
0: Direct touring. That's. Um, but recently, I've merged with uh, another long-standing uh, company out there called SoundWorks Touring. So oh, we've, good for you. Yeah, we've just launched um, SWD Presents. Um, so we we try to probably do 10 to 12 uh, tours a year. Um, by tours, it would be anything from three to 10 shows uh, throughout Australia and New Zealand. And we have just opened up a, a branch in Japan as well. Uh, so it's... Yeah, it's exciting. It's something I re- really like doing. It's For
1: me, it, it feels like... An advanced jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to... Give you credit, I went. I did a tour with you, hmm. and it was perfectly organized. It was. It was. There was no flubs or anything. It was just great. And everything was organized. Uh, you know, the pickups, this to the hotel, to the venue. Everything felt just perfectly. The merch is all organized. Hmm. Oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Why? Why did you start doing a booking agency though? I guess I needed a job. For one. <laughs> I needed a job,
0: um, and it was a skill that I was already doing with Soecroptic, Um so I was like, "Well, why can't I just, I guess, replicate it on a larger scale?" Um, and I've already, I've always booked it. shows, and the bands are playing in Australia. Um, I've already, I've already got the networks there. Mm-hmm. From, You've talked with them. Yeah, yeah, you know, that too. Yeah. Booking, the shows. I know all the venues. I know the routing. I know it's, it's not rocket science. I, I tell people I'm a glorified travel agent and a glorified removalist. It's 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 you're not wrong. <laughs> uh it's not hard it's just you just have to be on point in terms of attention to detail cuz if if you fuck up it's real time and you're going to know about it. Well, if you miss a flight, you might miss a show. which your Everything is just lagged yep. on behind. Yep. And yeah. And you, you've got, you know, lots of st- stakeholders. You know, number one stakeholders are the ticket buyer. you know, ticket yes. purchases. Yes. If someone buys a ticket to a show, they couldn't give a shit
1: with your uh, what's happened in the day. They, they want to see the show. Mm-hmm. So you're Especially rest- when it's a band coming from so far. Exactly. Yeah. And we don't come very often when it is Australia. It's sort of like a special thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's definitely a lot of.
0: Uh, definitely a lot of pressure involved and a lot of responsibility. Um, but I've got a, an amazing team of people that work with me. I'm not going to say for me because I have to give a shout
1: out to that guy. Who's the stage manager? Cam, 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 shout out to Cam. You're so cool. Yeah. Cam's awesome. Ian Redman's awesome. Yes. Ian sound. Yep. Yes. Super yep. cool. Shout out to Ian too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Does is awesome. Uh, our TM. So I've, I've, I've kind of stepped back a little bit from the TM role. Have you? Yeah. 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 So you stay home now? No, I, I will I come out here and there but um you're not there the whole time no no uh it just got to a point where i'm like if someone can do it better than me fucking replace me Mm -hmm. which is what what i did so and especially merging with um soundworks touring we we merged our crews together as well so it was it definitely stepped everything up for for both parties what is the tour that you've booked that you're the most proud of uh lately it's been emperor for sure. Crazy, yeah. I've been trying <laughs> to years. For
1: that that years. happened already? Yep.
0: Oh, yep. that's crazy. That was this year. How many dates was that? That was only three shows, but that went from years of trying, like, affirm, no, this will never, ever happen, to um, possibly to, or I booked the shows that's happening.
1: Unbelievable. So, that was, that was definitely the bucket list one. Opposite side of the coin, what is the worst tour you've ever, <laughs> ever booked? Hmm might have to pass on that one (laughs) you'll tell me after yeah (laughs) yeah
0: i have been really lucky in terms of the 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 artists i've worked with um yeah it's i've never really had dramas with with bands everyone's for the most part been super cool um there's been a couple where it's more outside Issues that have happened um, You know flight delays mm-hmm. um, Things and uh, out yeah, of yeah, your yeah. hands, you know yeah, things you can't avoid, um you know venues not doing
1: what they're supposed to what they're supposed to What um, they said that they would yeah exactly but for the most part. Yeah, I've been been very lucky What is the most outrageous demand that you've had to you don't have to say who it's from? Mm. Again, it's been yeah, but you're booking your friends
0: too, also yeah a lot of the time. Yeah, Um it, it's good You know actually um booking a band that you've looked up to and then by the end of the tour you're actually friends that's uh, a beautiful thing yeah, yeah it's 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 very cool but as um,
1: i said you do a good job so and you're you an much. artist so you know what we need i like to put myself
0: in the band shoes and i'm just trying to do the ultimate tour like what mm-hmm. tour would be what tour would i ultimately like to do and what conditions would you know what would blow me
1: away so, okay, mm-hmm.
0: that's that's our benchmark. That's what we're going to do. That's smart. Uh, it's
1: worked out. It's good. Perfect uh, segue to uh, if you could travel back in time and be on any tour that you have done with Psychooptic, mm. what tour would that be? So it's one we
0: have to repeat again, is
1: it? Yeah, you'd live through the whole thing again.
0: Maybe maybe the first European tour we ever did. What was that lineup? Um, that was Dismember, Psychooptic. Anata and Soldamize. That's badass, yeah. Yeah, it was killer. Um, Your first bus tour, maybe? It was the tour that, you know, first time on a bus, uh, first time going out with a band that, you know, this is still, for the most part, pre... Especially, well, pre-things like Spotify and, I don't know, maybe pre-YouTube, so you're still relying on the cds and the records and the magazines so, so we that's how we knew dismember you know they were a, a was massive a, band from sweden it was, it was one of those cds that you ordered yeah exactly exactly uh and that was a killer tour in terms of we were so ridiculously green and we couldn't have gone out with a cooler band they just took us under their wing and sick i'll never forget that in terms of I'll forget part of the tour Because there was a lot of boozing on it Um, (laughs) First tours tend to be Yeah uh, But in terms of A band to go out with They were the best They were awesome To us It was killer
1: same question for the band now. What is a moment that you're most proud of for Psychroptic? Oh, I'll have to say something cheesy and like you know the the
0: fans.
1: Well, um, <laughs> you know, just overcoming any obstacle to get to the next show. Well, that's what you're almost doing. You do it frequently that certain, yeah, just, m- certain members aren't available. Yeah, you know, and you you just find a way. You have to. You committed to something.
0: You have to. You now you're responsible for it. Um, and just you know, turning up and doing your job. And having fun and remembering that this is a fucking privilege. Mm-hmm. It's not You're right right. About that. yeah, it's it's a privilege and it's like, you know. Not everyone gets to do this. No, no, no. We've won the lottery in terms of you know out of all the bands out there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you just have to remind yourself. Um some days are easier than others to remind yourself of that. Uh and sometimes you need that reality check of someone calling you out. Mm-hmm. You know. Um it could be you're not in a good mood, and, and maybe it was the fans' ultimate moment to to come up and have a chat, and maybe you were a little bit dismissive. Yeah, or short with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, it could, yeah. Be, could be that one comment that they make. It's like, fuck, okay, yeah, sorry, you know, um, that grounds you. So yeah, it's just a very fortunate to position to be in to still be able to do this crazy thing that we do.
1: What is a band that you think people are sleeping on now a band that you really like That you do not think should be more popular, but is not
0: <laughs> I'm gonna be a little bit biased here and say a Bremelin <laughs> so that, That's a, a band that I play in but it was the first death metal band I was ever into. Really? So oh, that's kid, cool. Yeah, so I heard them when I was 14. I was Are like, they based out of Australia as well? They're in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. cool. So they were my favourite band as a kid. Me and Joe wrote letters to them and they <laughs> signed posters and stuff. <laughs> did, did they still so have off? them? I've still got it on the wall. <laughs> I've still got it on the wall. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've been playing for them for the last couple of years. That's amazing. I just heard the final mix to the for the first album back after... 19 years and it's pretty cool it's Ooh, pretty i'm cool. stoked you'll show me after
1: oh well yeah, yeah yeah totally well dave thank you so much for coming drinking a beer with me having a chat with me here in montreal thanks for your show at corona i appreciate it cheers brother thank you very much cheers. cheers hey what's up everyone thank you so much for listening right to the end you know that i love and appreciate that david's such a cool dude I just love hanging out with people that I've toured with. I've had the opportunity to tour with David a few times. I've also, as I mentioned, he was my tour manager on a tour. And any band that wants to go down to Australia, to New Zealand, and now up in Asia, you should absolutely hit up David. You will not be disappointed. He is the best guy down there doing that kind of stuff. As I mentioned in the intro, you should absolutely get your tickets to the Vox & Hops one-year anniversary party with the Voxenops alumni, you Voxenops heads, me, and Lord Worm. We're going to be there. We're going to be doing the live interview. So excited. All the information is in the description of this podcast and on the Voxenops Facebook page. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Voxenops heads.
0: Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce.